This is Julie D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio. Cleveland Sports Podcast starts now. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show with Brady Darius. I'm Brady. And I'm Darius. Today we will be talking about how the soccer playoffs have been playing out, and we will go into the college football with the Ohio State Buckeyes, move into the NFL Week 11 for this week, and talk about the Browns' past win, and then finally move into the NBA action and everything that has been going on with the Cavs. So to start off, we have the MLS playoffs are in full swing. We have the conference championships kicking off next weekend. To start off the Western Conference, Sporting Kansas City, the first seed in the West, will be taking on the um, fifth seed underdog Portland Timbers. And unfortunately, the Columbus crew did not make it to the Eastern Finals. They lost to the Chicago Bulls um, by the aggregate of 3-1. to one. And the New York Red Bulls will be taking on the uh, Atlanta United. Um, in the Eastern Conference, New York and Atlanta were the top two seeds uh, in the conference in the regular season. So it's going to be an extremely riveting matchup. Cannot wait. Um, both of these legs begin um, November 25th. Um, in the East, the game will begin at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, and then Sporting Kansas City will take on Portland at 7.30 Eastern Time. Um, and then Leg 2 will be at um, will be on November 29th, um, both dates. So a lot, looking, um, looking forward to a lot and anticipating some great matchups and some awesome, and an awesome atmosphere in um, the conference championships for the MLS playoffs. And we're going to move to the other side of the Atlantic here for a quick second. Uh, we're going all the way to England, uh, a little European tour here of the Premier League. Premier League standings, I said I'd update you guys with these uh, last week. And um, Manchester City um, is in first place. The point differentials are still extremely close as they were last week. Um, but the top three clubs uh, this week are Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Um, top three in order, um, with the next two seeds being Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal. Um, we have a lo- lot of games this weekend for the Premier League, a lot of marquee matchups. So um, stay in tune with that, and we'll give you more updates on that uh, next week. But now Brady has um, a lot to talk about with uh, college and professional football. So Brady, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, let me just start by saying that Ohio State Buckeyes need to win out in order to make the college football playoff. They're ranked number 10 in the nation right now in the college football playoff rankings, and today they're playing against Maryland on the road. Next week is going to be the biggest game of the year by far for Ohio State when they play host to Michigan next Saturday at noon in Columbus, Ohio. And why I'm worried about today for Ohio State is that I think they're looking forward to Michigan next week, and then they're not really focused on Maryland this week. As of now, they're losing the game 24 to 10, which is awful news for Ohio State. So they need to come back and win this game big time, and then focus on Michigan. They need to know that they have to take it one game at a time, and they can't just move on to Michigan, which is a game that they've been looking forward to all year. And Ohio State will also need help after that if they do win these final two games of the regular season. They will then move on to playing the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern. Which a team I think is very beatable. So I think Ohio State has a good chance of winning out. But first they have to take care of Maryland today. So we'll see how that plays out. Now moving into the NFL. 
The, the Browns got the third win of the season last week against the Atlanta Falcons at home 28-16. to It was a big upset win for the Cleveland Browns. Nobody expected them to win. Not even I did. Baker Mayfield had one heck of a game when he only had three incompletions out of 20 pass attempts. He finished with 216 yards and three passing touchdowns. That was by far his best game of his career so far in the pros. And Nick Chubb, the new starter for the Cleveland Browns, rushed 20 times for 176 yards and one touchdown. This kid, ever since trading Carlos Hyde, has proved that he could be their number one back, and he's proved it well. The Browns improved to 3-6-1 and six and one on the year. They have their bye week this week, and then it's on to Cincinnati next Sunday. Now let's move on to week 11 in the NFL for this week. On Thursday night, the Green Bay Packers played at the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seattle Seahawks won the game 27-24. It was another Seattle-Green Bay game, as we've seen throughout the many past years. It was a great ending, a great game to watch on Thursday night football, and the Seattle Seahawks are alive and well in that playoff hunt in the NFC. Now let's move on to this week's game picks. The Pittsburgh Steelers play at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think this is going to be a huge win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are red hot since struggling early in the first few weeks of the season. And it feels like nobody can stop them. Their offense is going to be too much for Jacksonville's struggling defense this season. Pittsburgh takes this one. Houston at Washington. Houston and Washington are both 6-3. and three. And Houston have has won five in a row. Houston is coming off a bye, and Washington is a bit beat up on their offense. They have a decent amount of wide receivers out. Their offensive line is beat up. And I think Houston takes care of this game on the road at Washington. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Giants. Since starting off the season 2-1 and one with Fitz Magic, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now 3-6. and six. Facing off against the two-win Giants, who just won a, a thriller on Monday Night Football last weekend on the road at the 49ers. I think the Giants take this one at home against the most team that against the team that has the most turnovers on the year. Giants win big. The Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams are red hot. Tennessee just had a huge upset win at home against New England last week, and the Colts are riding in on a three-game winning streak. I got the Colts at home in a very close one, and they take over second place in the AFC South. Carolina at Detroit. I think the Detroit Lions are a very disappointing team for this, se- these, this season so far. They have beat New England at home, but then they lose games to the Bears and other teams. Even though Detroit is at home, I think Carolina wins this game on the road to keep their hot streak going. And Detroit is going to be coming off a short week playing on Thanksgiving against the Chicago Bears. A very tough team to beat. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Flacco, the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, is listed as doubtful for tomorrow's game. The Cincinnati Bengals are coming off of a huge 52-14 loss against the Red Hot New Orleans Saints last week at home. I think regardless of who the quarterback is, I think Baltimore wins this one at home. The Dallas Cowboys at the Atlanta Falcons. This is a very tough game for me to pick. 
because both teams are very inconsistent. They have both beat good teams, but then they have both lost to bad teams. The Dallas Cowboys are coming off a road win at the Philadelphia Eagles last week. And the Atlanta Falcons are coming off a disappointing loss to the hometown Cleveland Browns. I think the Dallas Cowboys offense keeps rolling in this one and gets an upset win on the road. The Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Denver Broncos are 3-6 while the Chargers are a sleeper 2-loss team. I think this could be a upset on the horizon, but I think the Chargers take care of it at home. The Oakland Raiders at the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is these are probably one of the two worst teams in the league. The Oakland Raiders are just a, a, a trash team right now. They have nothing going for them, and I see Arizona taking this one at home. The Philadelphia Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. The Philadelphia Eagles have lost four of their last six games, and the New Orleans Saints have won eight in a row since losing their week one game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The New Orleans Saints have scored at least 35 points in the first half alone in the past two weeks. I don't know if they keep that one going, but I think they move on to a nine-game winning streak and a huge blowout win at home. Sunday night football, the Minnesota the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. This is Chicago's first Sunday night football home game in many years. I think the crowd fires it up, and the Bears' defense is going to be too much for the Vikings. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a fun game to watch. And I think the Bears take full control of first place in the NFC North for now. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Rams in the game of the week on Monday Night Football. This game was to be played in Mexico City on Monday night, but due to poor field con- conditions, it was moved back to L.A. And I think this is going to be a huge advantage for the Los Angeles Rams. Both teams are 9-1. and one. They both have very good offenses. But I think Kansas City somehow pulls this one out late in a huge upset win on the road. And the Los Angeles Rams are without wide receiver Cooper Cup for the rest of the season due to a torn ACL suffered that last Sunday. That is a huge loss for the Rams, and I see them losing this game in a very close game in a shootout at home. Now to move on to the NBA. Now to start off with the NBA talk, Jimmy Butler has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, and he has already been making a pretty good impact on the team what are your thoughts about the trade um i'm very this is a very um this is a trade that really benefited both sides in my analysis brady because if we look at it on the other side in minnesota the timberwolves are 2-0 with their new acquisitions of robert covington and dario sarge um likewise the philadelphia 76ers um were all were able to um be victorious against the jazz last night and Jimmy Butler had his most um, impressive performance yet as a 76er. He had 28 points. Um, he shot 12 for 15 from the field and 2 for 3 uh, from 3-point range. Not to mention the fact that he had 3 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals. Um, this was a far cry from his performance um, just a few days ago against the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Uh, he only had 14 points, shot 50% from the field. Um, he only attempted one 3-pointer, which he missed. Um, and then he had four rebounds uh, and two assists. So I think Jimmy Butler, with the demeanor what he has, with the mindset of him always wanting to get better, I think um, that for sure um, we're 
we, I'm going, I'm expecting some uh, great things from the Sixers this season, and I really think that um, Jimmy Butler really um, helps them now compete with teams uh, such as the Raptors and the Celtics, and I think it makes the 76ers now better than the Pacers. Um, I think the 76ers would be able to also beat the Bucks, um, given the fact that they now have Jimmy Butler. And I think this is a much better fit for him rather than the Houston Rockets. I think now the 76ers really have um, a true leader, someone with experience, um, not someone who's only been in the league for only a couple of years. Um, so I definitely think that this is a huge acquisition for the 76ers. But like I also said, um, the Timberwolves are also finding success now with Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, Robert Covington with Dario Saric. Those new acquisitions, I think, also can really help the Timberwolves make noise as well. So a lot of uh, positivity, I think, on both sides for this trade. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And coming into the season, I expected the 76ers to be the second-best team in the East behind the Boston Celtics. I didn't expect Toronto to be this good this year without DeMar DeRozan. But once again, they brought in Kawhi Leonard. So, you know, I think he's a better player than DeMar DeRozan, obviously. But, you know, with the 76ers getting Jimmy Butler, I think that this is spreading talent out around the whole NBA. It's just not at... It's just not the Warriors anymore with all the talent. I think Jimmy Butler on the 76ers with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, you could think of that as a super team. But with some with Tatum, Brown, and Boston, and Irving, Hayward, you know, that's going to be a good Eastern Conference championship in my opinion. And, you know, I, I love this trade for the 76ers more than Minnesota. And I think Minnesota did gain a lot for Jimmy Butler, so I think it helps both sides, like you said. And I see the 76ers driving well for the rest of the season. You want to um, start the Warriors? Yeah, so... So now, Brady and I just talked about a lot of positivity flowing around the NBA, especially with the Sixers and the Timberwolves. However, positivity doesn't come around uh, to every team. And this week, the defending champions, Golden State Warriors, experienced um, an extremely harsh situation between uh, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Uh, apparently, uh, this Monday's uh, matchup, the Clippers uh, hosted the Warriors, and um, the game was tied at 105, and uh, Kevin Durant was asking for the ball from Draymond Green um, in a clutch situation, and Draymond Green just took the ball himself and tried to make a play. Um, and was unsuccessful. Uh, the game eventually went into overtime where the Clippers were able to prevail against the defending champs. Um, in a situation where a lot of us thought that, okay, this was just Draymond being himself, we, you know, we know he always acts like this. This actually, Brady, and I don't know if you'll agree with me or this or not, it really escalated to um, what a lot of people didn't expect it would escalate to. Um, the Warriors organization themselves actually dis suspended Draymond for the next game um, without any pay, and um, Kev and they uh, Kev Draymond Green came back um, this past Thursday uh, from his suspension um, in Houston, where the Warriors faced the Rockets. And I don't know if you know this, but Stephen Curry is out uh, about ten games um, with a groin injury. He'll be reevaluated re um, in the next few days, but. Uh, the Warriors got blown out by 21 points to the Houston Rockets now. The Houston Rockets obviously look better without Carmelo Anthony, but um, given the fact that the Rockets really didn't don't have the pieces that they have as they did last year, and they still blew out 
you know, the defending champs by 21 points. Um, Kevin Durant only had 20 points in 30 minutes. He was 6 of 15 from the field. Um, he was 0 for 2 from 3. Um, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. I mean, that's not the Kevin Durant that we all know and love. And I think really the situation from Monday and how it escalated, I think, affected his performance. And I don't think it only perfected his performance, but I also think it'll affect um, the decision he makes this upcoming summer when he's a free agent. It might really, um, I think that he really should consider leaving, um, given the fact of that, you know, Draymond Green is uh, quoted for saying that the Warriors don't need him anymore. So if I'm Kevin Durant, you know, if I'm not needed anymore, why waste time? And uh, I, I would think to part ways. Um, Brady, I'm interested on what your thoughts on all this commotion is. What is what's your opinion on this? And you know, let me start off with the, when they suspended Draymond Green. At the time when they suspended him, when the news broke, we didn't know like what the exact reason was. And that later became known to us that the reason why they suspended him was because they, he told Katie that, you know, we don't need you. We won without you. And, you know, I agree with the Warriors' decision for suspending him for that. You know, he needs to learn that he's still on their team for the rest of the season, for sure. And that they need to work together to get to another ring. And what I'm seeing is that Draymond Green wants to be more of, he wants to be a more important role on the Warriors. And he, he, I think he feels like ever since KD has come in, he's taken a lot of things away from him. And, you know, I feel where Draymond Green is coming from. And, you know, I like that he's, you know, kind of sticking up for himself. Like, you know, I wanted to take the shot. You know, he felt like he could have made it. He didn't. He failed. But, you know, Draymond Green has been this type of player. He's been enthusiastic about a lot of things. And I think he needs to learn how to cope better with Kevin Durant. Because they, right now they're struggling. But don't forget that this stretch has been without Stephen Curry. And a lot of people have been saying, is this the beginning of the end for the Warriors? I say there's no chance. I mean, they Steph Curry's hurt. And once he comes back, I think they're going to be back to normal. I mean, I think this is... A lot of overreaction going around, but I think this does mean a lot for Kevin Durant and his decision next summer. And you know, when I'm looking at Kevin Durant, I would I believe too. I mean, you know, I don't think he's gonna go back home to Oklahoma City for sure. I'm, not as long as Russell Westbrook is there. Westbrook probably does not want to play with him anymore. So I'm looking at like the Lakers as a potential destination for Kevin Durant, join LeBron. He already has a house in L.A. You know, he seems like he likes it there for the city. So, you know, why not go join LeBron and spread the talent out even more in the NBA? But, you know, it's going to be arguably the top two players in the, in the league on the same team. So then that is going to start a debate about Kevin Durant and his choosing teams throughout his career. Well, I like... um. I know you talk, you were talking about um, how you liked Draymond's um, demeanor when he was talking about, you know, I wanted to take that last shot. I'm honestly not surprised that he'd say something like that because we know what Draymond brings to the table. He's the emotional leader for that team. So with him do saying things like that, I'm not surprised. And given the fact that the Warriors suspended him for a game without pay, it really shows you how much they need Kevin Durant to be successful. Because I'll be 100% honest with you, without Kevin Durant, the war the Cavs would probably beat the Warriors with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. Um, I don't think the Warriors really would have a great chance 
to defeat the the Cavs, and the addition of Kevin Durant um, just made it so easy for the Warriors to blow past all the teams and win championships. And it was the reason why in these last two Game 3s of the NBA Finals, um, the Cavs lost on their home court because Kevin Durant came up with a clutch shot in each of those two games. And um, it, it just proves that the Warriors really need him in order to become a dynasty. To get back on your point to where he should go, I know you were talking about um, Oklahoma City. I really don't, I really, I actually would think it would be kind of interesting if he went back there. It'd kind of be like that LeBron scenario, come back to um, the city that drafted you, um, the place that you consider home, and maybe win a championship. But given the fact that Kevin Durant is 30 years old, I don't think he really has time for that anymore. Um, and I was even contemplating it this morning. And um, I'll be honest with you, I saw a great game last night with the uh, Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. And I was sitting on my couch thinking, well, you know, Kevin Durant's going to be a free agent this offseason. Um, and you said he has a house in L.A. Maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to own a house in Boston. I think it would be a great idea for Kevin Durant to join the Celtics. He's an unselfish superstar. The one great thing that Kevin Durant proved as a Golden State Warrior is that he is an unselfish superstar who can who's willing more than willing to pass the ball to players like Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. He's willing to dish out the ball and the fact that he's still the pure scorer that he is. Um and I just think Gordon Hayward has just been big disappointment for me. I know uh, he's he has room to improve. Um, I know he got back from an injury, but, you know, the Celtics really need him to be on his A game. And, you know, given the fact that he's still not 100%, I think if you swap out Gordon Hayward with Kevin Durant, that just puts the Celtics over the top, you know, with Kyrie Irving and then all of their young talent. I really think that they will then, they won't have to worry about the Raptors as much. They would easily steam past the 76ers and teams like the Bucks. So I think Kevin Durant would really benefit to consider joining the Boston Celtics. And I think, you know, just the illustrious history that they have. And, you know, a lot, you know the people who listen to this show, you know, that I really um, think the Celtics have a lot of roster spots, um, you know, with players like Kevin Durant. Because, you know, like I said, Gordon Hayward just isn't getting it done, I think. And um, if you swap out Gordon Hayward with Kevin Durant, that's for sure the best team in the East. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I don't think Boston really has room for Kevin Durant. I mean, they have so much young talent. And with Gordon Hayward, I know he's struggling right now this season, but, he's, you know, he's come off of a, a gruesome injury from last year. So, you know, I, I want to give him some more time to grow and come back to the player he once was. And I think he will do that. And I think Boston is still the best team in the East. But I think Philadelphia is right behind him. You know, I think Toronto is a little bit overrated. I mean, just because they have Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, I think that team is beatable. It's very beatable, I think, in my opinion. That if I'm Kevin Durant, I want to go somewhere where I could be the main leader on my team. And in Boston, they have Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. But it does it would make sense for Kevin Durant to go there. There's a lot of talent around him. It'll be a very, I think it would be another dynasty, in my opinion. It'll it'll be just like Golden State, but younger. Here, true, but then in the East, there's more competition now. Jimmy Butler on the 76ers, Kawhi Leonard, Anakumbo. So, I think it's gonna be very tough for that team to come out of the East because it's not like the East we've known for the past two or three years. So, you know, I think KD 
is going to stay somewhere in the Western Conference, whether it's L.A. I don't think he'll stay with Golden State, Houston, who knows. But, you know, once again, we're in November, and we're already talking about free agency. And like you said before in the East, you've mentioned the Bucks a few times. I think they're one of the biggest surprises this season so far, you without let, a doubt. 11-4, second they have a second seed. They're half game behind Toronto for the best record in the East. And last night, they played against Chicago Bulls at halftime. They were losing 63-45. And they come back to win 123-104. That was a huge comeback win. And in the third quarter alone, they outscored Chicago 46-17. And I'm watching this game on my couch in my room. And I'm, I'm like, wow, the Bucks really... Are very strong competitive team. They they come back from down eighteen at halftime. They outscored them. They scored forty five points total in the first half, and they scored forty six points alone in the third quarter. That just amazed me. You know I love what the Bucks are doing, and you know the Pacers are right behind them at nine and six with a third seed. So you know I think there's some big surprise. And I think this East is competitive so far. I mean the Celtics and 76ers, 9-6 at 10-7. and seven. I mean, they're struggling. And we, we expected those two teams right, to be the yeah. top two teams. But really, you look at Toronto-Milwaukee so far this year. You know, I, I love Milwaukee. They have Anacumbo. They have talent around them. They have depth. You know, I think Milwaukee could make a run. But since Jimmy Butler joined the 76ers, I don't know why, but I have a, a big feeling that the 76ers are going to go far in the playoffs. Um, yeah, a lot to uh, talk about with uh, what you just said. Let's not forget that the Milwaukee Bucks played the Chicago Bulls last night. Um, let's just say what it is. Um, no one's taking the Bulls seriously. Um, as impressive as they were in the first half, they've obviously showed that they can't maintain what they uh, what their goal was. Um, they shot a lot of threes. Justin Holiday was on fire last night. Uh, you, you said you watched that game the first half. Justin Holiday was um, on absolute fire just shooting threes. But I had a feeling, you know, Milwaukee would bounce back, and then they cut it to 10. They were cutting it just smaller and smaller, and I, I just knew that, you know, I'm not surprised because these are the Chicago Bulls who are 4-12 and 12, um, and are 2-8 and eight on the road in their, in, their, in their last 10. They're 2-6 and six on the road, 2-8 and eight in their last 10. But once again, even though it's the Bulls, it's hard to come back down 18 to any team, no matter who they are. You know, I get what you're saying. The Bulls aren't the Bulls that we used to know when Derrick Rose was on there, Jimmy Butler. But I still think it's a, it's a big win for Milwaukee Bucks to keep their season going. And I want to talk about the Lakers real quick. They were struggling in the beginning of the season. They were below 500 for most of the time. And now all of a sudden they're 8-6. and six. They're 7-3 and three in the last 10 games, and they've won four in a row. Yeah. So I think that talk about, you know, are the Lakers – really good with LeBron. You know, I think we can take into consideration with how the West has been struggling this year, in my opinion, is that other Lakers are top three or four team in the West. And in my opinion, they are with LeBron. And don't forget, LeBron had 44 last night. He passed uh, Will Chamberlain, and he's one of the top five scorers now. It's just oh, incredible. Yeah. That was an incredible performance that he had I Wednesday. think LeBron's back. I mean, he was struggling the first few games. You know, he was missing a lot of free throws. But statistically-wise... This has been his best free throw shooting year in a few years. So, 
you know, I think LeBron is leading this team finally after starting off slow in the season. They're 8-6, and 1-4, like I said. And really, I think the West is wide open for the second between the second seed and down from there. I mean, Golden State obviously going to get that first seed, 12-4. and four. You know, I mean, they're still 12-4 and four without Curry these past few games right. and everything that's been going on. And I mean, Houston, I think, has been the biggest disappointment. 7-7 seven, seven on the year. You know, they've won, they have won three in a row, though, so I'll give them that. They've started to heat up a little bit. So I think this West is very wide open. Anybody could finish anywhere, in my opinion. Well, don't forget Houston. Uh, they just they just parted ways with Carmelo Anthony. So I think that they're um, closer to where they were last year. Not saying that Carmelo Anthony is you know um, a, hor- a horrendous player. He's just I don't think that you know just his ball dominance, the, how much he eats the ball. I don't think he was the right fit for that team. Um, so I think the Rockets, if they go on a little streak here, uh, they'll be back to one of the best in the West as they were last year. Um, I still think uh, Kevin Durant should go to the Celtics. Just the, uh, yeah, we'll we'll close uh, this segment um, on this. I just I know you said you know it's November, it's early. You're right, um, but let's be honest here. We wouldn't be talking about Kevin Durant's free agency if it wasn't for this event with uh, Draymond Green and KD. Um, so I I uh, think with my analysis, my analysis of the Celtics roster. You know, that's the the best route for him to go. Um, just think of uh, it honestly be like a renaissance. Um, it'd be like a Mona Lisa of basketball. You have Al Horford at the center spot. You have Kyrie and Jalen Brown as your starting guards. And then you have Tatum. Could you imagine a front court of Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant and how just effective that would be? So I'm, I'm thinking of that, and I'm just thinking how great the... Celtics can be, and you were talking about how the 76ers um, would could challenge. Um, like I said, I, I I think the 76ers improved, um, but I still don't think they're. I still think that they're going to have to prove themselves against the Toronto Raptors, um, and I think the Celtics will will still eventually win the East. But uh, yeah, in terms of Kevin Durant, uh, Boston's the way to go. Yeah, and you know I still don't see Boston landing him. You know I think it's. I think there's a chance, a good chance, but I don't think that they land him in the off season. But you know, it's November, so I want to focus on what's happening now in this season. And it's a long season, so we have a lot more to talk about throughout the season. Now to close out the show, let's talk about the the league worst two and twelve Cavs, and somehow they're only four and a half games out of the eight seed. So man, this has been struggling season. I really don't know what to say anymore. I mean. Once again, they're without Kevin Love, so how much could you expect from them? And, you know, I, I love what Colin Sexton has been doing. You know, I've been seeing reports that, you know, he doesn't know how to play from the veterans and stuff, but ever since he's been in the starting row for the past few games, he, he's been putting up his best numbers of the year, 17 points per game. And, I mean, I think the Cavs, I think they have potential to make a run for for the 8th seed. I think they do. I think there's no way. Once Kevin Love come, comes back, and this this team has been com- competitive, I'll give them that. They are not giving up. And, I mean, they've had some very close games. They made it close against Oklahoma City for a while, but then fell off at, in the fourth quarter. 
And then they had a close game against Orlando. They lost by one against Chicago. So, you know, they're they're having close games. They're having close games, but they just need to learn how to finish. And I think once Kevin, once Kevin Love comes back, they'll know how to do that. I just want to say that the only two wins this year, this year I've been there, so I feel like I need to go to two, a few more games to keep it going. You're like us. their good luck charm. Yeah, two and home when I'm there, and you know, their only two wins have been at home against Atlanta and Charlotte. I mean, Atlanta's three and twelve, so they're not that good. But then Charlotte, seven and seven. You know, they've made it competitive this year against the Seventy Sixers. I've noticed. So, you know, in my opinion, the Cavs just need. A star. I mean, I don't think Kevin Love is that star that they need. I think they need a guard or a forward. Like, I really wish they got Kimball Walker last year. They probably should have went to try to get Jimmy Butler. But, you know, I just want to wait. This Wednesday, LeBron James comes back to Cleveland for the first time. And I think it's going to be, what do you expect from the fans? Well, Brady, I'm actually going to that game, so I'm Super, first of all, super excited to go to that game. I'll give you my analysis on the Cavs here in a couple of minutes, but you brought up the Lakers-Cavs game. Um, I've been waiting for that game. My mom got me tickets uh, for her and I to go um, last August because it was my birthday um, on the first day of school. And um, she, she said we're getting, she said we have tickets to the Lakers-Cavs games. And uh, I, I am pumped. I am extremely excited uh, for this matchup. Now, to get back to your question on the fans, um, I think it's not going to be like when LeBron came from Miami for the first time. No one's going to be booing him. No one's going to be saying quitness. Um, you know, no one's going to be calling him a coward or anything like that. Um, I think it's going to be honestly the complete opposite. I think, um, when the PA announcer, you know, when they're the starting lineups for the Lakers are announced, um, I think, I, I mean, I don't know what others will do, but I for sure, uh, we'll give a standing ovation just for the championship he brought to the city of Cleveland and Northeast Ohio and just everything he's done for this organization. He made the Cavs a relevant organization. Um, you know, he's the reason they went to four straight finals, uh, four straight conference championships. Um, yes, Kyrie Irving, he did, he did help in a lot of that. And I'm just, I'm not going to blow him aside, but you know, LeBron was the leader and always was the leader of that team. Um, he's the defining player of that franchise, um, and I and I really appreciate everything he's done and continues to do uh, throughout his career. Um, but yeah, so to get back on your point on the overall Cavs, um, you know, one thing I found that was sad when we brought up the Cavs, um, we we started and you know this is this this isn't a bad thing or anything. We started chuckling a bit. Um, I could hear you, you know, breathe a sigh of uh, despair. Um, you know, it's true. This team is an absolute joke. They are 2-12. and 12. Um, They've got embarrassed by a Wizards team who, let's be honest with you, I have. I lost all hope for. Um, you know, the Wizards have had a very embarrassing season, I think, so up, up to this point. Um, you know, they really didn't live up to the expectations at all. Um, they have such difficult contract situations with players like Otto Porter and John Wall, especially. Um, and Brad Bradley Beal is really their, their only flexible contract. And Bradley Beal is probably one their top t- is their be- one of their best players. So it really doesn't make sense for them to move him. And given the fact that John Wall's contract is just um, extremely um, tough to get around, um, 
you know, the Wizards really don't have a lot of options at their fingers. And given the fact that the Cavs came off that win of that game you went to against Charlotte and then just came and swept the bed in D.C., it really is just, it proves to me that there's no possible way they're making the playoffs. Um, yeah, there's, I, we always have to have hope. We always have to have optimism, of course. This is the Cleveland sports show. We always want our Cleveland teams to do well. But, you know, given the analysis, given facts, we have to use facts first. Um, it's just, I, I don't see them honestly even moving up in their positioning. Um, I think they're going to be the worst team in the East this year. Um, their next game, um, is in Detroit. They take on the Pistons and then they come home, um, on that big bit, probably their biggest game of the year against the Lakers where LeBron comes home. So, I mean, just, you know, I'm really disappointed. Um, I do do two players who uh, stand out, and it gets, I'll be honest, it gets harder and harder to find players who stand out on the Cavs every week. But this week I'm going to go with J.R. Smith, who I thought really shined in his 39 minutes against the uh, um, Charlotte Hornets. We've had 39 minutes, he had 13 points, um, he had three th- key three-pointers, and then Tristan Thompson I really think has been balling out these last few games. Um, he had 22 points in Chicago. Um, I always talk about that game he had in Orlando against the Magic with 19 points. I really think that was the game that turned around for him. Um, so I think J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, uh, who are two key veterans on this team, are the players that stood out for me uh, this uh, this upcoming week. And uh, like I said, this upcoming week, the Cavs face the Pistons in Detroit where they lost last time, 103-110. Um, so I'm looking forward to what to see what the Cavs are going to bring, especially on Wednesday night, the game I'm going to. Super excited. Yeah, I'm very excited to watch that game, too. You know, if get, tickets get cheap enough, you know, I plan on going to that game. But, you know, if I was there, I would definitely give a standing ovation to LeBron James. And I think everybody should. You know, I don't think it's going to be 100% a standing ovation applause. Oh, but for sure. Yeah. I think there's going to be a few, a few boos here, here and there. But, you know, Definitely not like how it was last time. You know, I think it's going to be like a standing ovation in the intros, and then once the game starts, you know, then then a lot more booze. But, you know, I think this is going to be an easy Lakers win. I do think the Cavs will make it competitive, though. For some reason, I just think that they'll fight hard at this game. That's probably going to, that's going to be the only sold-out game of the season. Oh, yeah, for honest. sure. I mean, maybe the Warriors. That's true. Yeah. yeah, in a few weeks. Houston next Saturday. But, you know, I, the Cleveland thing that's going to happen is that LeBron James is a buzzer beater third to win the game. That I I have a bad feeling that LeBron James is just going to go off. We're going to be us. we're going to be winning, and then he hits a shot. Like he did that in the playoffs last win. year from the D3 pointer. Yeah. Run up, hit, hit the backboard shot against Toronto. I feel like he's going to have one of these crazy shots again to win the game for the Lakers. And, and you know, the Lakers have had close games with bad teams this year. Yeah. With almost everybody. I don't really see that many blowouts for with the Lakers. So I think, I think it will be close. I think the Lakers will win. But, you know, I'm just interested to see how LeBron does in his first game back and how he responds to the crowd. I feel like, you know, puts his hand up saying thank you or something like that. I think they uh, they generally do a tribute video. So, uh, you know, uh, I think the Celtics did a tribute video for Isaiah Thomas when yeah. he came back to Boston. So they might do uh, a nice tribute video, you know, during a timeout or 
uh, during the end of a quarter or something. Yeah, which I think, I think nice. he should. I mean, he brought us a championship to the yeah. city for the first time in 52 years. But, I mean, don't forget, this is, this is his second time leaving his hometown team. And that's what hurts me the most. Two times he left. So, I mean, but then again, you know, you can't. Be mad at him for yeah, doing it. Can't deny his greatness. I mean, look at look at this team. Look at this team without him. Without him, we went greatest Cavs player of all time by far for me. And you know, can't wait to watch this game. And I think if this current team had LeBron, then we would probably be uh, like fourth or fifth in the East. That just shows you how dominant he is to this game. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, just like the past few years, start off slow, but even with him, they started off slow, but. You know, we still made the playoffs. I don't care where we would be in the playoffs, but we'd be in the East Championship, in my opinion. Well, that's it for this week on the Cleveland Sports Show. We'll talk to you guys next time.